Episode 112, 112, it's the bloody wee elves, it's the hashtag show, we're back again, what will we talk about this week? Dilly dee dee, cheeky man, did you get over here to talk you through the pains and fears? It's the hashtag show, we're back again, come join us for some chat on the hashtag Show. 112, this is what we do. We fucked up the last one, and it's just for you. We're doing it again. Yes, we're doing it again. We've made some effort. We've done ourselves up. And we're ready for, and we're ready for the hashtag show. Okay, 112. <laughs> 112 in the building, 112. Yeah. Going out to my players. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going yeah. out to all my players. Uh, but yeah, just reminded me of somebody I know used to do. This is this was his sound. His sound check seventy two, seventy three, seventy four. <laughs> that was it. Why seventy? Don't know. He's a funny. Anyway. Full transparency with the yeah. council scumbags and the hashtag heroes who will be enjoying a bumper drop of content this week because we actually recorded episode 112 on Monday of this week, all edited, ready to go. Sadly, there was a, a technical error with uh, one of the microphones and we, because we want to make sure that we bring you the highest quality possible, we're recording this episode again. So this episode is 112. If you are a council listener, you are listening to it. It's 112. But if you're a hero, not only are you listening to this, you're going to listen to the full two-hour episodes we recorded on Monday as well. Jesus! And I know what we man. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Mommy! <laughs> the content we're giving you guys is unbelievable. <laughs> Sight and sound. <laughs> Hold the front page. Hold the front page. We would, we, we would encourage everyone to check out the, the YouTube or Instagram video of this episode for some no- extra surprises. Do they notice anything different about our app- appearance? I, I, I don't think only the keen eagle eyed viewers would <laughs> maybe find something different. Um, we should just start off by saying that. Um, there's been there's been a sad passing. Oh, here we go. I knew. I, do you know what? I knew you just couldn't hold it without pressing buttons. There, there has been, <laughs> there has been uh, there's been some sad passings uh, since we've last recorded, uh, and we are obviously, of course, talking about R.I.P. Captain Sir Tom Moore. Yo, Sir Tom, rest <laughs> in peace, yo. <laughs> he's uh, he's walking in the garden in the sky. He is. Uh, he's no more. In, in the hero episode, we actually recorded that before he passed away. Yes, we did. And we did, we did, we, we had a good pop at old, in a light-hearted way at Sir yeah, Tom. In a, in a way that, I mean, here's the thing, right? I actually thought yesterday, I was I was in the car to go to the uh, supermarket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to get some dinner and uh, some oat milk, because that is my life now. And um, I listened to one of the last interviews that he had and I was a wee bit teary it was quite sad uh, because he's just a lovely old man you know he's a lovely old man and everything he was singing saying, career singing career big singing career imagine but, album sales now oh mate I was saying I was saying on my podcast there, the Scott Gibson show which is out now available episode 67 Captain My Captain I was saying that I bet you fucking Michael Ball is going absolutely mental in this <laughs> he'll be the only one that's raging his deed no he'll be glad no, no way, glad. But he, he, listen to this. His, this single's going to get re-released. It's going Aye. to get number one again. Michael Bobley. <laughs> okay, darlings, it's all about me now. Tom's not stealing the show. But Sing I it take... for me, Tom. You know, this oh. one is a close one to my heart. Uh, I had the privilege of meeting Sir Tom over the internet during lockdown and we recorded this global smash. And I'm going to sing it again for you tonight. And then after it's finished, I'm going to sing it again. Sir Tom, we love you. I you, bet you it's all that. Well, sure. do you know what, mate? I, I think you're right in a sense, but I think it'll go the other way. I, I imagine that 
that that daughter of his is going to become like like a fucking Disney villain that's what I think's going to happen I think like Tom Moore Sir Captain everything will be all, all, be all registered trademark she's going to fucking dine off that for it. anyway let, let's know this is what I normally do man I start to go down the whole negativity route and I'm like, right, let's keep are, it positive people right? are bastards let's keep it positive right big so man last back interview, for Barbados last was that Barbados what ba 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 can you stop pressing buttons and just do this fucking podcast get any glasses off what fucking glasses <laughs> Oh, man, you're such a, You're like a child. You're like a child with a new toy. So, can I tell you his last interview? Huh? His last interview, he said that people should smile more. You're fucking dead on it, Tom. Right? So, Tom. He says that if, if everyone was a little bit happier, all it takes is a smile. If you out walking the street or wherever you are and you smile at a stranger and they smile back at you, that little feeling is an amazing feeling that can carry you through the day and the world will be better by doing little things like, and if everybody started to smile a bit more life would get a little bit better and he's right yeah it's so true he's right it so, took him a hundred odd years to fucking suss that one out I knew has, that if I was young but you know we, we should and as as much as as much as we have had a wee joke in the past it's a joke from love we've, we've never you know, we don't we don't say these things to upset a friend or, or annoy anyone. It's just a it's just a wee joke. What are you doing? Actually, you always do the disclaimer, the backpedalling thing. I know, but Listen, you know, I think some people we put I, a gun to his head and we shot him, but it was in a lovely way. It was no. in a friendship kind of way. I think. See, like for example, when George Michael died, right? And yep. I had sent a couple of friends some George Michael jokes and one of them went back going like big man listen I mean I'm a fan of your stuff you know that but that's take right that's a, he was a good man I think that see when you die see when a celebrity dies if you're instantly making jokes I think that comes from a place of love I don't think it comes from a place of, of malice I think also as well it, it helps the legend the legend live on aye and plus that's how we deal with things like it's all it's all you know it's jokingly and if somebody once said like I think it was uh, the American comedian and presenter Ber- uh, Bernie Mac. Uh, in fact, it could have been Steve Harvey. I apologise. It was Steve Harvey. He was saying, like, as soon as somebody dies, there's a whole load of jokes ready to go. Depending on how bad the death was or how famous they were, depends on how quickly those jokes come out. Do you know what I mean? There's the ones that you hold off till a wee while after as well, aren't they? Like no, the that ones saying, close to the no, line. that I'm saying we, we, made, we made jokes about, uh, you know, Tom and I, but I'm saying certainly things like, you know... I, Here's the problem, mate. See all the time when he was on the BBC getting interviewed, not once did they ever ask him about storming the bunker. This man killed Hitler's dog and not once did anybody ask him that. Because the, the questions that, that we all want to know. Exactly. They're worried that the fucking Peter people are going to go mental because, all right, he raised all his money but he shot a dog and we have brought that information to light. Here's another thing. Is the hashtag curse a real thing? It has to be a real thing, mate. It has to be a real thing. I'm concerned How did that... that come about? Who was the first? Who 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 was the first who? hero to actually clock the hashtag curse and bring it to her? Att- oh, I like the mug and bring it to her attention. Was it was it Bowie? Or was it before Bowie? No, it was before Bowie. I can't. And, and then it happened. So for any any kind of council listeners that got new to the show, the show's been running for six years. How we know a patron? But aside from that, in that six years we've been running, one of the listeners pointed out the hashtag curse. And it was somebody we were having a laugh mentioning a celebrity had died. Yep. But then no long after that, it was a celebrity after celebrity to the point where I think if there's anybody we definitely don't like, we just need to do some mad juju stuff, mention their name a few yep. times, juju. and boom, they're done. But, you know, the problem is here with the curse is people we love are dying. So Tom Commander. Now, now we're, afraid to, we're afraid to mention anybody now. I know. But, maybe if there's any, well, if there's any celebrities that you're not a fan of, you know, maybe drop us a line and we'll start mentioning them. See, see what happens. Um, I know I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to abuse this voodoo magic that we've, <laughs> we've accumulated over the years. Voodoo. But, I know a tune uh, for, is there not a dance tune that goes voodoo something? Voodoo people. I don't know. The voodoo, the voodoo. <laughs> See, this is the problem with trying to record. This is just like the screen, the background episode. 
you can't concentrate on two things at once. I see I you staring at your camera. I see you staring at the screen, making faces at yourself. We're recording the new. I'm trying to put you off. <laughs> You're not going to put me off because I, I move your screen to the side. You're not even on my screen. Oh, do you not even see me? I see you just, I've got you tap right out of the way. And how I'm do you do at, that? Because my focal point is you. Right, well, I, I so I just grab the screen that the call is being recorded on and I move you right out to the right-hand side so you're just in shot and then I have my full screen so I've got some stories up here to talk about I've got some news articles I mean, I'm ready to go, man and you're sitting wow, here making, making big eyebrows at yourself That's amazing, man I've got a business venture for you Oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh Right? Uh, difficult times, obviously we don't know when COVID's going to end we know it's going to be another month at least before there's any kind of lift on the restrictions Um I want to obviously get you back up to the, you know, five and a half million quid that was in the current account before lockdown started so that you can you can rest easy again at night. Oh, thanks, Scott. Business venture for you, mate. I saw this news article and I thought this is exactly what Mal and Maria could be doing. Lancashire Farm, now hear me out, Lancashire Farm makes £50,000 during pandemic by offering Zoom calls with goats I don't have any goats I could date with goats. chickens you could, you could start small mate date with the chickens a farm in Lancashire has earned £50,000 since the start of the pandemic by offering customers Zoom calls with its baby goats what started off as a joke has become an income for Cronkshaw Fold Farm where you can pay £5 and book your own Zoom session with one of seven goats what the fuck do you talk about with a goat but they, no. they're funny because they go Meh! And that's funny. <laughs> Mad with it. <laughs> and then so the spit it's all me, or something. It's all we pick no, we pick me ones, we tiny goats. Yeah. It's they've got loads of them. And so they've all got like it's like some kind of fucking Tinder profile. They've got profiles of all the goats. Like Do you know how that's you're tapping into folks' pervs? Just I mean, like you get a right near those man. No, you cool with taking a five and a half a perv? Mate, we're take, we're taking money off pedos for God's sake. Who's well, only if they're fully subscribed. <laughs> who, who, you're not going to have a wank over a goat, are you? Who wouldn't they? Who wouldn't they? <laughs> See their eyes, man. They might kind of fucking slit eyes. The devil eyes. You're going, oh, yes, man. Yeah, you're I'm the devil. Hunter's Island. the devil. Hunter's Island. That's all you need to do, man. Get, get the chickens, a wee profile set up, right? Go it's bleep for me. Bleep five, for me. Five pound for bleep a Zoom for call. Me. Five pound for a Zoom call with the chickens, and then you just I'll set up the Oh, you just set out the camera, mate. This could be a fucking money earner for you. Five pound gets you five <coughs> minutes with the goat. I mean, there's make money right, and then there's just taking a piss. You think about this, right? Say you've got you've got a wee kid, you know, not a kid as in oh, a goat. goat kid. <laughs> See what I did there? You've got a there small, you go, but you've I'm got a small child. With the you've got a small child, you know, and, and the, you can't get out to the farm to the petting zoo, and you're like, listen. Hey, because parents are like, you, you must be stressed at your box trying to do homeschooling if you've got fucking toddlers. So, five pounds, to sit them down, and then they get to watch the goats. They'd fucking love that shit. Nah, I have to disagree with you there. I think if you're phoning a fucking Zoom call and talking to a goat or watching a goat, Aye. there is something deeply wrong with you. Well, there's obviously. Like maybe you date for a night out, it's like a stag party or something, he's all drunk and all. Let's phone up a goat. What do you mean, phone up a goat? Watch us. And then, you know, he's all maybe like get a cock out, put a bit of breed down oh, the ground. And whoever does the. <laughs> right, you know, We're all going to. You're all going to get blindfolded and you're going to stand in this warehouse, right? And then you need to put a bit of breed in your foreskin, right? No, you need to it. No, you just need to put it in your foreskin and then put your hands behind your back and then wait and see what happens. Then set Aye. a goat off. What do you mean you're not doing it? It's just banter. Uh, is that a goat? No, it's just a woman. No, it's no. It's a hooker. We just tell you to do that freak out. It's just bants, man. What do you mean? You're, what are you talking about? You're phoning RSPCA. It's a fucking laugh, man. See, you're talking we'll about... We'll cut it back. Debauched um, situations. I watched Wolf of Wall Street last night again. What was we were doing there? Mm-hmm. Well, there, mind. That's in your head. Can't even remember. I can't even remember the shit that we talk about in the shows, man. I know, mate. What honestly, I forgot just how good that fucking film is. Honestly, it's good. God, man. I'm not so, leaving. I'm that, not uh, fucking leaving. I'm not. They're going to have to carry me out of here. Yeah. I've got that sampled for a tune, man. Have you? Ah, uh, why use it in a tune? Because it's. Oh. I'm not, le- I'm you not leaving. I'm not leaving. 
I'm not fucking leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, stop, boy. Take, take it home. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, take it home. Take it to the bridge. And I master, masturbate about three times a day. Mm-hmm. You got to get those those rookie numbers. You got to drive those mm-hmm. numbers up. It's such uh, a good... <laughs> such a good good film, man. Absolutely. See, how insane. hot is that bird in it, but How hot is it? Do you see a snatch in it? She opens her legs. No. Or is that just like a fantasy, man? <laughs> that's just a fantasy of yours. Same with the Sharon Stone thing, innit? You don't actually see any rock. Oh, no, you see, that's... that. Even now, like, no, when some people go, I can't believe they let things like that happen in the movies. I can't believe that actually happened in the movie. You see the full axe wind, man? Fucking... No. Are you dead? Just a full... It's horrendous. Just... It's not even like... It's odd because it's not like... It's not like a... It's not like a porn or it. It's not. There's nothing. I don't think there's any sex about it. There it's is just some a, sex about no, it. It's just a fucking, powerful woman now. Oh, she opens her legs up. There's some master girl, like a ham piece that's been in your lunchbox for fucking well, four days getting she sat across leg for a bit. <laughs> He's at it all. <laughs> She's sellotaped to the girl. She should have gave us a couple of minutes to sort, sort the old boy out. He's real hard. She right. said at least I stood up and stumped her feet a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a bit of a straight in suit. Jumped up to their heels. <laughs> oh, master like a Cornish pasty. Give him a minute. I look like little like, lips. <laughs> Jumped up to and sits back. You just hear the fucking angle like up. <laughs> oh, I. That's what should have happened. But instead, it's because uh, if you see, if you ever watch the film, you, you see the reaction. They get the guys at the front are like that, and then the big guy at the back is like. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a wee guy? He's using Jurassic Park in every fucking film he plays the wee fucking no, fat no, no. guy. No, no, no. He's in the front just. He's like. Hey, it's like a Cornish pasty. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what's the most disturbing thing about that fatal attraction film. When they go to a fucking techno club and Michael Douglas is fucking dancing all cool as fuck. Yeah, no. and it's pure umsha, 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 and he's getting at the fall I'm gonna take you home gonna fuck you baby that kind of sex dance no that kind of he's got a jumper on and he's just fucking snoozing about he's got a jumper on he has <laughs> that, that freaked me out that bit hey I don't care if it's about a woman it's killing folk with pickaxes check Michael Douglas is dancing in uh, the techno scene well uh, Wolf of Wall Street mate what a movie man as soon as, as soon as it, like the the fact it's your perfect film because it opens straight away with the midgets getting flung at the target, and I'm like straight <laughs> in. I straight in. <laughs> See the best the best bit in that is later on in the movie when they're having the so they're having a, a meeting about bringing the the, the midgets in the dwarfs and he's like the guy saying like don't look them right in the eyes you can't look them in the eyes because they get freaked out and they'll wreck the office you need to look at their chins so it looks like you're talking to them and then he's saying like how how far how hard can we throw them what can we do to them and he says can we roll them like a bowling ball he went oh no 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 his brother's the bowling ball you can't roll him <laughs> I mean how you can, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to look a midget in the eye anyway because they're below you you'd look at the top of their head you'd need to bring yourself down to their level but in, in all seriousness I know in all seriousness you know imagine being in an office where every Friday or like once a week they just did they just did shit like that or like they, that the bit in it where they pay like the receptionist 10 grand to shave her head and she's sitting there like getting a huge fucking shave for 10 it's grand the, it's that how they're all as well in that office they're all power pumped up to the point as if they look as if they've been on a cocaine bender for a week oh they would have been like they would have been an, an absolute every single one I mean imagine I, I, don't, I don't think you'll find any person who works in uh, that environment that isn't mad with the gear it used isn't to, on something aye it is, a, it is a big thing you know look that's what used to really blow my mind where you know I'd, I'd seen drug use on a weekly basis and obviously a weekend basis for the best part of 20 years in my life and then it wasn't until I took a residency in London when I was doing there playing once a month for almost 10 years did I see cocaine abuse and real fucking folk doctors lawyers fucking dentists with heavy cocaine problems man heavy 
Yeah, I mean, I'm talking. I've never, I'd never seen that amount of abuse before. So you can just imagine something on Wall Street. Oh, Wall Street, when they're fucking making high, crazy money. Of course, they're getting kilos of fucking. Is that the same oh. one they, they they smuggling all the ludes? No, they, they smuggle, they're smuggling the dope to bar, the money to Barbados, but they're taking all the fucking. Quillage and that, isn't it? Aye. Quillage, aye. So there's a bit in it where he comes How'd out you of the man, if you get a fucking bottle <laughs> of him? Mate, see, sometimes now I'm watching films and I'm going, there's a message in it, right? And I'm not taking, like, I'm not, I'm not taking the message away for the film that it's trying to give me. All I'm taking away for that is going, imagine having that kind of wealth and what the fuck is it like having quaaludes? So, Lemon714 is the name of the quaaludes. Is the top dollar quaaludes? The one he gets off like he's Turkish doctor or something, they found them, they were hidden away. That's the one when he takes and he's like, it, in the film he's saying it, it, it brought me to an, another level, cerebral palsy, and that's the one he's lying in the flame. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, crawling out, and then the guy, the guy's telling the him, that, the guy's telling him, the FBI are, are patching your phones, don't don't use your phone and talk about it, and the wife's phone, I'm going like, you better get fucking, he's like, get off the phone, <laughs> try to drive the fucking, <laughs> try to drive the big Lamborghini, pure like four mile an hour as well, like, <laughs> have you seen the video where the guy's it's a Scottish guy he's in the hospital and they give him ketamine for his fucking to replace his to reset his ankle no it's fucking dynamite they inject him like obviously because it's like a heavy trank and they fucking jag him up with this fucking ketamine right and he's gone you're gonna have a bit of a ride here but you'll be numb and we'll be able to fix your broken ankle and the guy's just lying back right he just looks like a fucking everyday normal guy right and he's going Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Whoa, 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 what a raid, this is rad, this is rad, and he's gone, ooh, cowabunga, <laughs> and you're off going, he's an owner, he knows he's top shit, but he's not got a fucking clue, and they fucking basically reset his ankle, and he's just gone, oh, all right, what a ride! What a ride! <laughs> right, they put a sticky on him and they, they pull his wife in and she's like, she goes like, look at you, you know you're not. And he's going, woo! <laughs> but you know that he's now addicted to that? Oh, like, that's how there's a thing, right? All it's done is give everybody the fucking wine to try and hunt down some wine. Aye, <laughs> It's like, see, I just wish I had a mate who was like a doctor, a doctor, and I just I can tell you the right doses and the good gear. I remember, but I, I used to know a guy who who went to uh, sex parties, right? And uh, he's uh, gay sex parties. And one of the guys who would come was a GP, and he was so he's getting them all. But he used to like he was saying they used to write it on the wall like how much they would get, and I don't know if it was. PCP they were getting or whatever they were doing but they were they were giving them something but he was keeping levels of it and like people were and he knew how so like you had that guy who was and that was his thing like he got off on like pleasing everybody that way and like being in control Aye, of it. and then he bummed everybody in the right well and then he's like right he lads here we go doubled him up and then pumped every farter there <laughs> <laughs> Moon walked into the party like god damn it that was another great party <laughs> <laughs> what a ride See you next Saturday <laughs> what a ride <laughs> but he's imagine having somebody that can go I can I can give you liquid uh, liquid can't be mate if you want you're just like wee wee well, see, doing in London, one of the boys down there was a dentist. He's in practice, like a big mega practice, right? And he was getting uh, like the real medicinal cocaine, right? Whoa. That cunt fucking lost his business, his wife, Jesus. everything, man. And I seen it over the years. I seen him just going <laughs> in, being, being the guy coming in, fucking popping open the fucking brandies and the champagne and having hundreds of beautiful women on about him every cunt out of their box when he's on watch to him basically being a bum sleeping in the corner of the club mate that's like one of the things where they interview somebody and it's like really in depth and they open up about like all the things they've done in their life and everything and at the end of it the guy's like so would you change anything and he's like yeah a big, big draw of a cigarette wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> they change a fucking thing <laughs> Don't regret, is there, is there anything that you regret, Derek? Don't regret a fucking thing. After he's told the guy for an hour, like, I lost my I wife, lost I had to bury my kid, my business, you know, I lost, I killed two of my pals. <laughs> Would you change it? Would they change a fucking thing, you <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? 
that was the greatest 10 year of my fucking life. <laughs> That's exactly how we go. Pure, pure wiping a tear his eye after he's like, just confessed to all this stuff, man. I was, I was an abusive father, a partner. <laughs> and so would you, would you change anything, Graham? Well... Why you change your fucking <laughs> Is he sitting here on an old track? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, a, it's a studio and the audience is just got disgusted. They've really got on site over the course of the year. They hated him then they went, you know what? I really love this guy. He's like, oh, he fuck deserves you. a second chance. Fuck everyone of you cunts. Stubs out in the air with the chair. <laughs> when they change that fucking thing then. Not a thing. <laughs> it just walks off still attached to the chair but the microphone just fucking keeps going <laughs> you know you spent three years uh, incarcerated for, for being high behind the wheel and mowing down six people <laughs> you've lost your wife your job your career everything you stood for everything you built up for your entire life you lost it to cocaine tell me would you go back and change anything? <laughs> I want to change your fucking thing. <laughs> they just, I like the idea of just walking off set uh, and the audience is in silence and then one guy just starts <laughs> standing over his chair. Then everybody's cheering. Captain, oh my captain, every comes up in the chair. <laughs> no. He just walks Derek, out. Derek, <laughs> Derek. And you just hear a single gunshot from behind the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Me boys in the audience like, Dad, who is that man? It's a fucking hero, son. Aye. <laughs> <I> just <laughs> wait, he's a fucking, he's a man's man, son. <laughs> you don't see many of them anymore. <laughs> What's a man's man, son? It's a guy oh. who will never fucking forgive himself. <laughs> for what he's done no matter what no matter who he wrongs <laughs> oh, the chips are down he does not give a fuck that would be that's a fucking a, that is a fucking that is a that is a, a an epic scene in any comedy show wouldn't it that would be a great sketch hundreds of mad scenarios uh, <laughs> just cutting away people cutting away people like in black silhouettes <laughs> you, you took four of my years Derek and you, <laughs> I'll never get them back I've never trust again he's shy I shy remember her I wouldn't <laughs> change a fucking thing mate <laughs> uh, Derek they said that Catherine was your only one true love uh, who you beat up you chopped one of her legs off in a cocaine <laughs> frenzy sold her to fucking <laughs> Somalian pirates <laughs> her life's ruined <laughs> Would you change a thing, man? <laughs> was she genuinely your first love? Yeah, she was, she was, aye. Would you change anything about those days, Derek? <sighs> Not the fucking is that, thing. Is that, com- <laughs> is the comp, is the Just the way, it's, the, the it's a long draw of the fag beer. It's thinking time. And everyone's just on the edge going like, please say yes, Derek, and let's rebuild this, lap. Change your fucking thing. Yes, <laughs> Dynamite. I actually watched the. Uh, I don't know how I stumbled on it. I wanted rabbit wings. It was Piers Morgan interviewing Mickey Rourke. Have you seen that? No. And he just talks. It's he's basically done a chain of obviously interviews around about the time the wrestler came out, which is a fucking extraordinary movie. What a movie, his, man! His how, how sad from, is that? It? How sad is that, man? Amazing, man. But so they interviewed. So he's obviously done a press junket, but he's done the Piers Morgan thing. And Piers Morgan is pure fanboy. And some of it is quite uncomfortable because he's gone, you know, Piers Morgan's saying, I base my entire fucking chat-up lines on nine and a half weeks. And you're going, like, all right, fucking steady on, Piers. Because that's going, uh, everybody ask you, you know, did women want ice and fruit and all that? That's what he's gay at. And Mickey Rourke's just like, I'm not going to fucking tell you anything. Wow. Just cool as fuck, man. You know, he, how much he was goes, like, you want to know how much pussy I've had? Whoa. I'm not going to tell you a fucking thing. Because he was like one of the biggest actors in the world at one point, wasn't Aye. he? Before he started mashing up his face. Well, I actually forgot how fucking like, handsome a young man he was. I know, Because I know. he just looked like the thing. <clears throat> and then you go back to things like, uh, I can't remember the films that, and they were comparing it with the new Brando and all this. 
and he was fucking but then I like him for the fact that he just fell right off the wagon and then he tried to become a professional boxer I know <clears throat> that film The Wrestler is <clears throat> is an amazing film man it's a ah, fucking brilliant film it's almost like um, it's almost like although it's about wrestling it's almost like it's about his life like about him making a comeback ah, do you know a redemption mean? story here's the thing did I ever tell you that would you change anything would you, would you change anything Mickey they change a fucking thing mate they, they actually actually they actually they actually actually Piers Morgan actually asked him that question I, I tell you something that's great to watch right it's only on YouTube now um, so it's a, a programme called Shrink Wrapped and it's Pamela Connolly Billy Connolly's wife and uh, she interviews Billy Connolly she interviews Steve Martin she interviews Robin Williams and she interviews Stephen Fry and she's obviously a psychiatrist right but <clears throat> the good thing is the one with Robin Williams is brilliant because obviously her and Robin Williams are very close friends because him and Billy Connolly are so close so Robin Williams is just like talking to his pal and he's just opening up about uh, his upbringing, his relationship with his parents, his relationship with comedy. It's fucking fantastic, right? But the one with Stephen Fry, mate, is unbelievable. It's unbelievable because she obviously knows Stephen Fry through like Billy the comedy through the, through the, aye, but she doesn't know him as well as the others so that's why it's the best one because... <clears throat> Did you know, know what they got on some fucking BBC comedy show back in the 80s or something? I don't know, mate. I don't know. They may have done Because she was but... a, a fucking comedian. <clears throat> well, aye. Well, aye, you know what I mean. Aye. She's as much a comedian as she's a psychiatrist, put it that way. She's a psychiatrist aye. in the sense of she got a bit of money and read a book and then claims yeah. she's a psychiatrist. That's kind of what I think. And that's why the Stephen Fry one's brilliant because she's trying to say all this stuff to him and he's just like, no, that's absolute nonsense. So, like, obviously he was... He was... Uh, what they say, right? He was he was raped in boarding school, right? Or what they claim to be raped by the law, he was raped in boarding school by another boy, right? And she's saying all this stuff to him about like he's assault and uh, about like uh, you know does he feel shame for it or does he feel anger or shame towards the guy? And he's just saying things like, no one said it was a like you're, you're getting this all wrong. You're making this out as if it was a violent thing. He's like, I wanted this to happen. Obviously, I didn't want it to happen in the way it happened, but I was in love with this boy. I I wanted this to happen so you're although he goes on to say like although in a legal sense yes it was assault and it was rape it's like there was no it wasn't violent it wasn't it wasn't the way you're making it out to be and then she starts to ask him other things about his sexuality and his, his relationship and he's just like no that's nonsense like I'm I'm telling you my response to it, my answer, she's like, yes, so, but Stephen, don't you think of this? He's like, nah, you're, you're full of shit. I didn't know about that. So how can Mate, it's amazing? How can he be? How can he be raped? But he was in love with him, and is it one of the ones where he's basically it's his first homosexual experience? It's, his, fir it's him, his first experience, and then he woke up and went, oh, oh, I didn't know why to do that. So let me no, no, no. anger and charge the guy. No, no, the guy wasn't. I don't, I don't think any charges were brought. So I don't think anything was. <laughs> I don't think anything happened to the happened to the boy. I don't think it was ever brought up or discussed. I think obviously this is something that's coming right in later life in uh, a book or whatever. Aye. But um so it's it's at boarding school. Uh he he I think the story oh no the story, the, the facts are that it was an older boy, I think. Maybe the boy was a couple years older than him. I don't understand how a boarding school works. I think maybe older boys are put in charge of dorms or in charge of anyway, this guy had like a a position of authority over him where he was responsible for his room or his dorm or whatever it is and um, the boy you know did, did things to me shouldn't he have done but as Stephen Fry says in the interview he although it, it shouldn't have happened because of one of their age and because to consent he in, in, a, in a way he wanted it to happen do you know what I mean because he, he was a gay he, man wanting that he was he was he was gay, but I mean, he, he was in love with him, or he felt as though he was in love with him. He he understood that maybe, you know, that's what you, that's what you do, but he didn't know how you do it. Do you know I mean so? It must have been extremely confusing as well. And then uh, obviously the flip side of that being forced upon you by someone who you maybe have feelings for. Do you know I mean it must be quite dramatic? But the way that she puts it across is as if it's this very violent, traumatic experience. And he's like, and it's not. there's no trauma whatsoever. He says, I fully admit that. It shouldn't have happened and what he did was wrong, but it wasn't a frightening, terrifying experience. It's just a very interesting interview in the contrast of how someone thinks you should feel about something 
but the person who's experienced it is telling you that that's wrong, but they won't accept it. It's, if you get a chance to watch it, it's called Shrink Wrapped on YouTube. The Stephen Fry one is fucking amazing because they talk about his, he went to jail for credit card fraud as well. It's Stephen amazing. Fry did? Aye, mate, aye. It's, it's amazing. fucking toppy sale or something or a field of oh, not He's done laws, man. He was talk, talks about that, like shutting himself away and, uh, oh, it's mad. Do you know, like, uh, you know the film Pride and Prejudice? <clears throat> so Emma, I've no, I don't think I've watched it, but Emma Thompson, uh, the actress, had written a, a remake of Pride and Prejudice, right? And long story short, done something on a computer, fucking wiped it off the computer. So goes round to Stephen Fry's house because he lives in the corner, right? As you do, good friends, on his door, in tears. Stephen Fry's like, "My God, what the fuck's wrong with you?" She went, "Stephen, my computer, man, fuck me, I don't know what I've done." So he goes through it and he's like, it's gone, man. It's fucked. Right? So she's in absolute floods of tears. She's lost this full script. And he went, look, kettle on. So Stephen Fry then sits and goes, right, talk to me. And then he fucking retypes the script for her. <laughs> Imagine just me going to Stephen Fry's house and getting me to retype a full script for you. But what, what did it end up? It ended up Pride and Prejudice. And then they made the movie and fucking there you go. Oh, fuck's sake. I ended up the actual film. Because she was telling it on a, on a talk show one night going... Listen, all this whole film's doing to Stephen Fry and I'm like, what are you talking about? And she told the story, she lost the script, had to go in the house and he fucking sat with him and went, right, let's just start from the beginning. She's probably acted it out and he's fucking typed it all down. <laughs> I imagine there was maybe more involved in that, but... Uh, it's easy with that script writing, man. She's like, right, the guy's got... I actually think how easy I've just... script writing must be, right, because... It's hard. I've just noticed you've got that fucking hat on. <clears throat> <clears throat> I... I don't think... I don't think I think I think it's something that I could get into because I would you I've only read, read a few scripts right but I don't let that bother me things where it's a visual thing is burning up time so you can actually add that so it's no and it's no like a book it's basically verbal conversations like we were right now you said you jokingly said about when I've seen that would make like a fucking great a sitcom thing or something like that and you went well, yeah, we should do a screenplay or something like that right we should I think that's something that we could <clears throat> easily. not easily do but do easily between the two of us. I'm not saying of it end up being a fucking comedy number one but we could write a screenplay of for course a we brilliant could. fucking do you, know, do you know what I found with, with writing scripts right so I've, I've got I've got a couple of pilots saved on the computer here see when I first started and I was like I, I actually really want to write something and just to see if I can do it I spoke to like three or four people and they were all like, right, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's all bullshit, man. Right? Doing anything, mate, it's like, right, it's like, uh, it's like driving. You've got to do a certain couple of things to be able to pass your driving test and then see once you drive, you learn how to drive, right? There's a couple of things you need to do with script writing. It's got to be in a certain Suck format. Well, you need to find <laughs> an old Jewish director and then take him right to the back of the throat. It's got to be in a certain format and it's got to look a certain way because if you're sending it to somebody seriously, if they get a script in and it's all a mess and it's no laid up, they just bin it straight away, right? Because they'll get so much. So it's got to be in a certain format. And if it doesn't look the part. It's got to just be in a, in a format. So if you don't know what the format is, you get a fucking script writing software. Like I've got Final Draft or Fade In. I use Fade In because it's cheap. And that does it all for you. And then you just sit and you type. The basic rules are... One page of a script is usually one minute of screen time and that's it and you go for there. What do you do to then fucking sell your idea? Do you have to do a, a couple of episodes and put them in script format and go, here's the fucking sketch? I think I think, um, I think if, you're, if you're ever going to start something with a, with a goal of we're going to sell this and we're going to make money, don't even bother doing it. But if you want it to be made for TV or something like that, you also have to have that in mind when you're writing it. Aye, um, you, you have to think in your head what you want it to be. So is it going to be, uh, is it going to be a movie? Is it going to be uh, a miniseries, like a three-parter, like, you know, one hour, three-part episode? Is it going to be a sitcom? So if it is a sitcom, is it, do you want it being a British sitcom? So it's like six episodes, 30 minutes. Is it going to be in the BBC so there's no adverts or is it going to be on or one of the other terrestrial channels so you'll have adverts so you've probably only got about what 23, 24 minutes per episode um, are you going to try and sell it to Netflix are you going to try I would say the best thing to do if you're ever thinking about writing something is decide 
do you want it to be a movie or do you want it to be like a sitcom or a drama? So is it going to be split any parts or is it going to be a single piece? I, and I then for, it need to be that things like Netflix in the box set, you can explore characters and huh? plot lines and stories are a lot more in depth and try to wrap it up into a two or if you're lucky movie. If you've got if you've got connections, if you've got people who are, you know, producers who are connected to uh, different things that can give you some kind of development, then what you do is you basically write a pilot, which would be either a full episode or part of an episode. Nowadays, it seems to be part of an episode where you might write uh, one or two screens that show off the main character, one or two uh, parts that show off the main characters. You would do a summary and then a character synopsis. You send that to your connections. They might come back and say, Morocco, darling, we absolutely love this. Oh, my bloody God. There's five grand, go away and write as a full pilot script. So that would be a development. Or there's, you know, 200 grand, go and write as a full movie, right? There's a development deal. Nowadays, unless not many people have the connections, a lot of people don't even have money anymore because there's no fucking money in anything. The best thing to do is... money in TV still. We are Netflixes and all that. Um, again, if, if you've got the one, if you've got the right connections, I, I would suggest. I would say if you're going to write something, just write it, write the full thing, and then if you get interest in it, you've got you've already got the full thing ready to go, rather than trying to catch up. I so, think we could do. It. I think something we should look into doing. We don't need to look at it. We just need. We just need it. Do it. Just need to the time, and it would be a a funny, sad look on. 70s, 80s, 90s Scotland can, can the whole thing finish with that? Finish with the Aye. main character just this is old he's in an old folks home fucked with everything riddled mate Can't all sorts of addictions passed did you change your thing? <laughs> what the fuck yeah. when he walks out no he stumbles out and there's a monk <clears throat> Did you, uh, um, did you did you see that Screech for Saved by the Bell died as well? Who's Screech? Oh my God, Dustin Diamond. You don't remember Saved by the Bell? Maybe you were a maybe you were a bit older then. That was a big program when I was away. When I was young, Saved by the Bell, man. I died. We're talking Millennium stuff here. Nah, well you maybe would have been mid nineties. I'm just too busy raving, mate. Oh, no, I know. I forget. I forget your tools. Forget you're a sixties baby, mate. I forget that. No, I mean, what somebody man, sent me that one of the old pop videos that I fucking done, man. Oh, that's amazing. That man. That's amazing. Where did she film that? Doing in London. It was always to be doing in London, isn't it? What the fuck's that all about? In some studio in London. It was uh, the German label we signed for wanted a video for one of the songs, a couple of the songs actually. So we done that, and they hired all the models. And the guy, a German guy, basically built a big fucking square room, like the pink fucking rubber room that all the women are fucking gyrating in. <laughs> we jumped about like clowns in front of it, and then jumped about like clowns in front of a motorway. Then they had all the bikini-clad women. They brought out ice cream, feather dusters, and all that. And I'm just going, "You fucking beauty." Then they went, "I bet okay, you, boys, see you, you and Roger, lad. We've made it, mate." Aye, we, I was it. going, "We're pumping them all. This is it, <laughs> fucking." We are hot. We have made it. This is what dreams are made of. And then they chucked us out so they could film a sex thing for also some other fucking video hanger working on. They used a pine for. That was all wrapped in me. Aye, obviously. Aye, aye we are the mugs that fucking took on the bill. But uh, make that move. The track was called, and it was fucking hilarious, man. I do like that you're uh, pushing the brand heavy merch hat and t-shirt. I did enjoy that. Oh, of course, which is still available on my shop. Ultrasonic <laughs> Techno. <laughs> Hey, and I should I just like to add, I'm doing another live stream. I'm up at the Foo Bar in Stirling. I've got that in there. I'm putting a line up together and I've got to do another massive live stream for all the old school folk who listen to the hashtag show. Because the, when, the metro one was fucking huge. Um it's going to be aired on the 20th of March from the Foo Bar Stirling. I, I still think that one of the best things was the uh, the interview with Joe Deacon. That was absolutely amazing. You know, but a lot it. of folk have actually said they enjoyed it. I know, but I, I obviously enjoy it because I know Uncle Joe and it's good, good bad. Because I love it because he was taking it so serious. Aclo- but it came across with yeah, well. Am my lucky he's done a lot of damn skin here, you know, back in the day? <laughs> I thought it was great, man. I loved but it. The, you, I mean, the thing about it, it's probably a lost on you, the importance of that venue 
and what Joe's role in it was it in it all. And I, and I think like I was sort of the same when you walked in the venue, all the ghosts just fucking come at me, man. Just come into you. It mu- it must be an amazing thing that like. You know, hats off to the guys who are doing it to try and like gear out another re- lease of life. Do you know Aye. what I mean? And just, but all, all I keep thinking is, I'm just, I'm just worried, man. That, like, see stuff like that that should be, like, that should be government funded. That should be a, a protect, like, that should be given protective but the government status. Don't care about the fucking nightlife. Mate, they don't care about anything. They don't care about anything. See if it was like a fucking multi-story fucking car park or something, they'd be all over it. Of course. Listen, I know it's, I know it's something completely different. There's a, there's a, a. a a place in Edinburgh called Lux Burger, L-U-X Burger, right? And it's just a, it's two boys who have started a business during lockdown, basically selling burgers, right? And uh, it's fucking gone through the roof. The, the food's amazing. Everybody's gone mad for it in Edinburgh. It's right? doing that trendy, but you go to it. Well, they've not got, they've not got a unit. They've, they've basically got what's called a dark kitchen. So it's effectively a porter cabin and a bit of wasteland. But it's a fully like when you open the porter cabin door, it's a fully professional kitchen right it just means they don't have uh, a premises right so they applied for everything through the council and uh, the council says aye aye fine on you go right stick it on the waste ground if your landlord's happy he's happy so landlord's happy they've got them there and then lo and behold six months down the line because they're now suddenly fucking huge right they're going mad everybody's loving it Edinburgh Council's turned around to them and says, right, it's game over. We're locking you down. Aye. You're not allowed to do this anymore. You're making too much money, eh? Aye, we've been through. And it's because they don't have premises, so they can't get business rates off them. So now everybody's doing this thing online to try and sign a petition to help them. But it'll make no difference because Edinburgh Council is like ancient Rome. It's fucking brutal, man. But things like that, as soon as somebody starts doing well, then it's, you know, we come down. We want a fucking cut. Councils don't care, mate. They don't care. <laughs> The Scottish government doesn't care. Every time I'm telling you, this has done the biggest damage for Sturgeon is the COVID, the way it's been handled. And I know that people will go, listen, it's been handled better than fucking Westminster, and I would agree with that. But at the same time, we are now almost a full year down the line, and there's never a single discussion about entertainment, about uh, nightclubs, about bars. Because they don't care. They're beyond that. Nothing. There's never a discussion because. They go on and on about people's mental health and we hope you're all right. They don't give a fuck. They want you, as long as you're happy in the house, that's it. No one's thinking about the tens of thousands, millions of people in the UK that are affected by the entertainment industry. I think the government just want you in a vegetative state, but able enough to pay your taxes. I'm I'm starting to think that the government wants, they want the gig economy gone. They don't want, they don't want us. They used to do. No, they want you, if you're self-employed, you need to be self-employed and as in bricks and mortar, a physical business. So you run a shop or you run a cafe or you run a, a pub or a restaurant. They'll they'll accept that. But DJs, comedians, actors, nah, that's done. That's gone. They don't want that. I think they'll they'll do something for the theatre, because that's very much in their radar. No, they'll do something for the theatre owners. Oper- operatic theatre, that kind of thing, you know, like well, you, you, you know, the listed building stuff and all that. Hey, you think about but this. That, that's See every- a different kettle of entertainment. Every theatre in London's owned by three people. Do you know that what, this isn't like? No, it's three different people own every single theatre in London. Wow! Like the King's Theatre in Glasgow is owned by is it AMG or ACM or something like? That. It's it's not owned by a person. It's owned by somebody else. The Theatre Royal is owned by a company. It's not as if so things like for example places that I go to where like Barfield's Theatre in Largs, uh, Webster's Theatre in Arbroath they'll not get fuck all because they're owned by an individual person or a charitable trust that's trying to keep the place going. But the governments will bail out the people who own the West End theatres, the people who own the King's Theatre. They'll bail the fuckers out. Fucking sharks. Hamburglar, mate. Hamburglar. The thieves will come in at night time. Listen, let's lighten it up a wee bit. Talk about smut. Mm Mm-hmm. Before we alienate our viewers. We're winding up this episode anyway. Yep, because we uh, are this on. Was just a, this was just a wee bonus because, you know, we fucked up the mic recording and the hero one. Hey, you're you're saying that, but it doesn't sound that bad. If you're a I hero and you listen to it, it sounds all right. I fixed it, I fixed it. I'm just, you know, I'm just not overly happy with it. Uh, you know. Um, but, uh, do you see how hard it is to talk and do things at the same time? Now? Like, you're too easily distracted, Poirot. But, I mean, 
going you'd, forward, you'd going forward with a show. Yep. We're enjoying ourselves here. We're enjoying ourselves. You know, so it's only an escape that we all have. Uh, we'd very much like the the listeners out there to become heroes. We need we need to get some hashtag merch. Definitely. But again, that's just a time thing. Um I actually remember thinking to myself, websites indeed who's who does websites? And then through the lockdown I built my own and it's really been a good how, fucking thing today. No, I'm not I'm not gonna say fucking I told you so, but for how long when you told me what you were paying before, how long did I tell you to date yourself? Oh you'd been seeing like you can fucking date date yourself. And again, it was just a time thing. I never had the time and then obviously whip the fucking carpet's been pulled up filming with my legs. Right my feet, under my feet, man. And I built the Safe Trips website, Safe Trips uk for a massive house inspired art and clothing and then i also built ultra hyphen sonic hyphen techno.co.uk for all the sonic stuff but i tell you what i enjoyed it and it was a it was a it was a good creative output to actually put it together and if anybody out there who's got a wee business or whatever give yourself a couple of days and you can make a website that's actually doable professional and affordable are <laughs> we, we sponsored <laughs> no, but who got to these big website things? A website that's professional, uh, responsible, and sociable. Just I use, mean, the, I, use the promo I code, luckily at checkout. <laughs> I made mine's own Wix, but you get things called Wix and Squarespace, and there's, there's obviously loads of them. And they're really fucking easy to peasy to fucking... I don't know what one is it you did, because you've done the hashtag one, which, which when you first did it, I was like, that's fucking brilliant. I'd, I'd use Wix as well, mate, uh, just because... Square, Squarespace is good and I've thought about mo- moving over to Squarespace but because I've just got so much connected to Wix it's just easier that way it does um, a job doesn't it it does a job See, mate, it does a we job. could add a shop to the hashtag website dead easy we for, could for a small amount of money offer fucking t-shirts mugs uh, you know the print art for, that we do with Aaron so many things that we could do and again all that would do would help us continue doing what we're doing i tell you tell you something that I have discovered uh, in lockdown which has helped me quite on a few occasions is uh, the power of YouTube I don't know if you've heard of YouTube have you heard of that I believe believe that's that's a a vision vision uh, an online video service but honestly see now like see if I need to do anything that I've not done before how do? Type it into fucking YouTube and the amount of videos where I'm like, this was amazing, man. Mate, I'll tell you the turning point for me Talk with YouTube. Me. That was my, my Eureka moment. Cooking steaks? No. Oh, I mate, had I a ha- coconut and I didn't know how to open it. <laughs> and I went, how the fuck you might open a coconut? And I just went on to YouTube, how do you open a coconut? And I went, it was just like, oh! And I thought, Why do you say coconut so funny? Coconut? <laughs> Co- coconut. Coconut. Oh, coconut. Oh, coconut. I don't know what coconut is. I don't know what you open my coconut. 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 So what did what did you, how did you own it with a hammer? No. Uh, a blunt end of a fucking machete. And oh, I did the hammer machete. It was just a big knife. The blunt end of it. Poof, and it, it was on a certain point there and it just fucking broke open. And I was going, that's 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 skills, that's good to know. But I took that on with everything. So like yourself now, if I'm stuck with anything for my music production stuff to like last night I was fucking cloning hard drives I've had hard drive problems again YouTube leads away and I'll tell you what else I've done I bought an Alexa Alexa plenty of carry on in my house put it in the kitchen the wains are just cracking up because I'm just asking it mad shit <laughs> and I did the, the the fucking you know the my hashtag questions and all that <laughs> Alexa who's the greatest scorer <laughs> of Rangers football club <laughs> And all that kind of who's the best <laughs> football team in Scotland the Rangers or Celtic probably there's a form in that Alexa you can't even and it's dead cheap it's dead cheap you can't beat it um, but yes it's been good I, I saw a grill that you need to get I like to get uh, a good skillet right is that what a grill is no skillet's a are pan. you talking about a grill under the grill no, I'm talking about like a it basically looks like a a metal uh, cabinet 
so it's about five feet tall and it's just a solid metal cabinet and it's got drawers underneath it so if you imagine see do you know what it's like it's like a silver you know the big two freestanding toolboxes you get it looks right. like one of them but it's silver right so a smoker and you, you don't use it for smoke well, can you use it for smoking I suppose you could, probably could smoke in it but basically the, the drawers are full of you fill them with like charcoal and then you start a fire in it and the top chamber's got a bit that folds down and that's where you put your steaks and it is a grill designed only for cooking steaks it's ah, got some I kind of that. heat reflective thing on the top of it yeah mate see the video I was watching you could probably it's make pizza I thought you can make pizza in it. It's probably not hot enough for a pizza, but for a steak. It's it's like a... It's from... Is it Weber? The barbecue people, it's from them. So it's their new thing for doing steaks. It looks amazing. I want to get a good a good skillet because what I want... My next steak I want to make, I want to put some butter in there and right. uh, and, and, and get it all juicied up with the butter. <laughs> get it basted. Basted, basted beast. is that what it is? Best of bastards. Oh, hey, we're getting into lunchtime now, I know, and I like talking oh, about food, but because it gets you ready. Right, let's wrap this one up because that is the hour, um, and uh, when you end it, so everybody, let's just say episode one hundred and twelve. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you want to check out the other one hundred and twelve, um, it's going to be on the Patreon for the heroes. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hashtag show. If you were a Patreon before. Thank you so much for staying with us and supporting the show. If you find it, you go into your Patreon and you can't get access to it, and um, for whatever reason, there's been a problem again with the payment. I know it's a mad American company, and sometimes it is an absolute pain in the hole. So make sure you go back on and just log in again to the Patreon. Um, but yes, so this episode for the council, and uh, plus the hero episode, and we're back next week with another hero episode. And we've got the um, the background video. I don't know when he put that out. I still think it's a bit much, but... but I, I can't even remember. You mentioned that. I can't even remember. So we remember, actually shot a background video. Right, do you remember way back in the summer when we first started recording these again? Uh-huh. We did a video where we could change our backgrounds. Hi, is that with all the gay porn on it and stuff like that? Is that the same <laughs> one? Hi, <laughs> we should put that out, man. That's going to be I don't know. I just, I just think it's it a bit... Because it was hilarious. You had that video heavy. with the guys... It's a bit <laughs> Pumping it all over in a bit of motor. And that in itself, I could watch that laugh. It's a bit you know, heavy. Nothing, nothing gay about it, you know. I'm not, I'm not getting a gratification from two young men. But, you know... It's not, it's not, they're not pumping. They've got, they've they've got, got shorts speed, on. Speedos on, which makes it even funnier. They don't even get bonus. They're just kind of acting out all the gay porn moves, which is hilarious. Well, there's also other stuff like the, the bit in Belfast as well, which was funny. Uh, right, I remember that <laughs> now. Get it up, man. Fuck it. Look, if you're hero, a hero, if you're content. a hero, if you're a hero and listen to this and you'd like to see the background video, messages and let us know and we'll put it up. Um, I'll tell you what, just before we leave here, stuck for something to watch, the usual bullshit. And I went to Modern Family, which is an old show. Yep. I've been enjoying it, I have to say. It's you, actually pretty good. Do you know what, mate? I've I've given in. I've given in on recommendations and I've just gone back to the classics. I've started Sopranos again. Well, I started that. I got a few deep. I maybe a series and a half deep, and then I drifted away because, as much as I'm enjoying it, I know the commitment needed to watch that. It's a big fucking ask. Same with Cub Your Enthusiasm. I was like, right, I'm doing that again. I go fucking into episode series three or something, and then I was like, if Maria could maybe watch it, ways I, I would rattle it. But now she's watched the Kominsky method which I strongly recommend yep. if you want to like it um, it's a watered down version of that so she might get into curb but uh, you can't beat the classics it's time because you, you know because you know how long they're gone for do you know what it was I was watching something and they put a clip up of a famous <coughs> scene for the Sopranos and I just went god it just Evan just flooded back I was like what a fucking show man what it's a no show. aged well, but the fashion and you know and the show. Man, that's yeah. how they still dress. They still dress in their fucking single-breasted suits. I know, but it just it doesn't stand up. The wires are another one I want to dig in and watch again because that was really good. that was probably the first box set that I went. <clears throat> wow. A wow. Wow. I like wow. the wire, but the wire never blew me away. First time I Sopranos is just oh. Just spectacular. Just right for the first episode, you're hooking the Sopranos, aren't you? Aye. And I'm just. Did I you remember... fancy the psychiatrist? I used to fancy her like mad. 
Um, the crush owner. Mm, no, I, I. No, really, no. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a position of power. All what that power, power you thought. What power has she got? It's the same way Tony felt. Look. Do you think you just like it because she's dressed like a headmistress? I think that's yep. your thing. That it's, that, it's, that the tan, it's the tan tights, man. Any, anybody that, in the tan tights. Any sort of... I, I've got a weakness for strong, powerful women who <laughs> look slightly like they could be lesbians. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I more fancied Carmela than the, than the, uh, than the psychiatrist. Because that's just but a good I, wife, man. That's just a good wife, you know. Uh, runs the house. The runs the Stands by her man. Hides money. Family, hides the guns. Colombian bird in that. Oh, that. I mean, that, she's next level, man. That's insane. But when she ties her hair back, she's got a weird-shaped head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, fucking... Look at you, you be fucking bone. Some oil painting. <laughs> she's a fucking bitch, I tell you, that Colombian <laughs> cow. She comes over here, stealing her men. She's, she's some woman, man. Oh, my God, she she's is. some woman. She must be aging now, but how, how old's my, uh, Modern Family? Is that like 10 years or something? I've absolutely no idea. I was saying here is what, um, 11 series? Cur- uh, season, 11 seasons? Curb your enthusiasm's 20 year old. Her name is Sofia Vergara. Sofia Vergara. Is she a real Colombian? I think so, I mentioned Colombian. It, it, it's the bit where, you know, I was laughing because there's one of the dads in it, is it Phil? The kind of creepy one with black hair. He fancies her. Oh, here. Ah, she's, she's your age. 1972. Beautiful. See, I know we had some kind of connection. Colombia. She's, uh, she's there, been here. Is there good pictures there on the Not that I would be looking. You know, maybe some guys would... Uh... Oh, I've got to tell you, I never even followed it to yours. So I've got a wee WhatsApp with the boys, my besties that I grew up with. And the, one of them's walks away for him he works in Africa so oh. he's always pushing the boat with heavy stuff he heavy. posted OAP porn I swear to God everybody was red carding him I've left that group twice and I was close <laughs> and I, then I thought I'm going to send that to Scott and Ross and then I thought no nah, I can't do that to them it's fucking I've gross got... you could actually smell the fucking oldness after them that's how old sex <laughs> My mate James, who listens to this, a hero, James Aitchison, J- James does similar with me on the Snapchat, but no, he has to, he sends me a warning. Thankfully, Aye, before he sends me a warning. He's like, big man, you, this. you might know what he watched this one. I'm like, oh, in the name of God. Don't click into this anywhere in public. How good's WhatsApp, man? Brilliant, isn't it? It's all right. It's not as good as Zoom for what we're doing. I know, mate, I know. There you go. Right, listen, we're, well, we're listen, starting to slow down and we're dragging uh, our ass over the line as usual. And maybe you're in a wee bit of a better mood than you were you were the last recorder, you know? Are you, you, are like, you, you drunk? You sing a song, Mal. You sing a song, Mal. Oh, mate, I would see Can the start of this week, honestly, I was... I would have tapped out at the start of this week. I was just feeling shit. Do you know what it was, mate? I think, like I said to you, January was such a long month. Such a fucking long month. February's shorter, mate. I know, but see, honestly, mate, I'm, I'm struggling, man. I'm missing gigging right. so much. I'm missing it so fucking much. I can't, I can't put any words how much I'm missing. I'm no, I'm no missing like being on stage. I don't mean, I don't mean like I, I'm no one of these like I must get to the stage, darling. Like I'm, I've never been that type of performer. But I'm just, I'm just missing. I'm just missing talking on. St- I don't know. I'm just missing being in a theatre. I'm just missing it so much, and right. it doesn't feel like. We're ever going to get there anytime soon. I think I'm everybody's struggling. I said to Maria, I said, I feel like all I'm doing is waking up, working on my computer, having my dinner, watching TV, go to sleep. That's it, that's so weird. Huh? And I went, but it's just getting a wee bit fucking Groundhog Day. Oh, mate, but, totally, man. Because that's where I hear now. You know, just to end on a high note for everybody. I know, but that's what it is. Let's cheer up. That's what it is. It's, uh, it's good. Fucking Commander Tom's need now. There's no hope. Doesn't he hope, man? Ah, well, man, ah, well. Well, listen, we'll this is... We'll not playing this as a great episode, but it was just a wee cheeky one. 
Ich habe vorhin keine Bye! Gebane! Richard, sure, hey, will we go for it? I'm in the prime of my life. I'm in the prime of my life. I'm working away 9 to 5. It's uh, the only enjoyment I get. Uh, that again. Okay.